guy. Hello and welcome to the Sly Guy podcast. Oh, fuck. I'm feeling quite, I'm pumped up because, do you ever get it when you're feeling really like just low, low energy, low mood, you're like, uh, and you just stick on some music to get you amped up, I don't know whether it's before you go to the gym or, or you know, lift weights or, you know, you're playing a rugby match or fighting or something, I don't know, just going to the shop in these times, you just fucking need to be amped up, you stick on some music. I just stuck on some Black Label Society and I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to record a podcast. I'm amped up. I clearly have some sort of adrenaline in me. I should probably get in the garage and do some weights, but I'm not. I'm here doing the podcast instead. And um, what, what, just what is happening with the world? You know, I think everybody's saying it, but... 2020 is just the year that keeps on going, fuck you. No matter what happens, it just keeps going, fuck you. And yeah, I just feel like, I mean, I'm going to say this. I feel like what's going on at the moment, there needs to be something off the back of it. You know, these uh, protests, the riots, there needs to be a systematic change in place rather than just... The, the people changing, there needs to be something at a government level where people actually try to address issues such as racism, you know, and from what I'm seeing from uh, the President of the United States, I don't think it's going to be on his watch, you know, so it's just, it's frustrating, you know, it's frustrating, it's, it's disgraceful, and it's just one of these things, again, I'm a comedian, some people argue that comedians are there to comment on social situations and be satirical, and that's not me. You know, I'm a silly sausage. You know, I don't like to um, really get too involved with what's going. I I almost like to. I, I'm a bit. I just like to shield myself from what's going on in the world to an extent when it comes to comedy. You know, I obviously have um, the same beliefs of most people. You know, and I think that's that's been the one real positive that's come out of the, of the shitness of the last week is that there's been a united sense of purpose and I just hope that that does change something because we've seen these kind of scenes year on year and I don't know whether this is just you know hopefully the straw that broke the camel's back but this kind of shit's been going on way too long so let's just hope that there is there are some changes and they are addressed and again it's hard to to say that and know because I feel like with the still ongoing issue of coronavirus that there's still this anxiety about the place people still feel almost like you're trapped in your own little bubble like that's how I feel you know I feel like I'm I am almost like looking at what's going on in the news and what's happening around the world from like almost like it's not real life like it's a movie it's that's how surreal it seems because you know we're also kind of stuck within our own confines of the house and, and our own day-to-day lives that it almost looks like this is some kind of movie and it's not it's real life and that is fucking terrifying um so i just hope I hope that, it, that there's just some sort of change comes out of it out of everything and also from this point of view, I like to see this podcast for me personally. Certainly during the coronavirus, it's been a nice escape from things. It's been nice to get into the dining room and just have a chat with my 
my listeners, you know, it's nice to do that. And I feel, like I said, some comedians are like, oh, we have to talk about politics and this and that. And I'll be straight, I'm not probably smart enough, <laughs> to be totally honest, to um, put a take on something so serious that's going on in the world right now and make it funny. Because, hey, guess what? I don't think there's really much funny about it. So what I like to do is just use this as a time for people who are probably in the in the world that are listening to the podcast they can be like right i'm just gonna i'm just gonna tune out for a wee 45 minute jaunt here and listen to what the big man's gotta say you know what shit he's been up to what silly things are going on in his silly head so you know obviously i feel like i needed a wee quick bit of address address but also at the same time this is silly billy time you guys listen to me for a silly time you know you've got access to news you've got access to newspapers, apps, you've got the internet, social media. If you want to get on, on that, go ahead. If you want a wee step back and a wee bit of uh, silly billions, I'm your man. And on that note, what have I done this week different? Not, you know, literally not a lot. This is the thing I'm saying about lockdown. It's getting to the stage now where, you know, I think I speak for everyone. I'm fed up. You know, I'm fed up. However, I know there's still a way to go. You know, I still know this is going to be kind of the way of life for a while now. So rather than, you know, flaunting lockdown rules and doing whatever I like and just sort of getting on as normal, I'm going to I'm gonna wait it out. You know, I'm going to see what's going on. I'm going to follow uh, government guidance. And I'm not going to get my little bottom smacked. I'm not going to get myself uh, get any fines or have, you know, my need for childcare basically because that's all all I really need um supersede anything else do you know what I mean I'm going to stay in this lockdown environment if I have to keep being the one man parent in this house while my my here heroic wife goes out to work and front line every day you know so be it that's my wee role to play I'm happy to be I'm happy to be the world war housewife you know I'm happy to be the world war housewife just in the house making the dinner doing the washing from time to time cleaning and looking after the family i'm happy to do that you know and then once a week come on here and be a silly billy with you guys you know it's nice then also of course if you want a wee extra dose like say for example you want your your coffee you've got um your coffee you've got your your milk in it there you go you have a taste and you go mm, that's a little bit that's a little bit it's, it's not enough for me I need something a wee bit sweeter so you fire a bit of sugar in boom I've got some sugar for you guys over on Patreon when I've got an extra podcast coming out every week and then I throw other shit up there as well you know and I say shit it's, it's quality content from me you know so if you want to see some stand up clips some video stuff other bits and bobs it'll be over there on Patreon at Patreon uh, forward slash slag eye podcast with Dave Elliott now why it's called that with Dave Elliott is because if people go to Patreon and type my name, it doesn't come up if it's just Sly Guy Podcast, so you know what I mean? So elongated it, did it, whatevs. So that's it. Um, and basically all the lockdown life is for me is doing the day job from home, which has been an absolute bloody nightmare this week, um, and childminding. That's been the, the sort of... The day to day, and some people might get their knickers in a twist about me using child. How can you be child minding if it's your own child? How can you be a babysitter if it's your own child? Well, technically, she is a child and a minder. So, therefore, I'm a child minder now. Am I doing a killer job at that? I don't know. Do kids have to wear clothes? If yes is the answer, then I put my hands up and say, 
probably not doing so great because my child is running about here like Mowgli from the Jungle Book, day in, day out, climbing on things in pants, and that's it, whilst I'm trying to do work. Which, I mean, I look at it like this. I'm not a frontline worker. You know, I'm not a somebody that's forced to go out in these times whether or not they feel comfortable with it, you know. So I just I just deal, I cope, and I try to fit the routines around stuff to fit the other stuff in, the stuff like this, the stuff like... Um, writing stuff like uh, other podcasts because that's the thing I keep forgetting about I'm just doing podcasts I'm doing podcasts left right and centre like podcasts are going out of fashion I do this podcast I have uh, the Patreon podcast which I do and I do Boytown every week which is so there's the three podcasts that I do every week without fail on top of that now the great news that the Ray of Lockdown is back not on Radio Ulster because that run's done but we're back and we're in the BBC Sounds app. So that's technically a podcast. So there's another podcast. So that's technically I'm recording four podcasts a week. What you doing about that? Whoop, whoop. And in a lockdown environment, when you're not exactly living life to the fullest, it's difficult to get things to talk about, you know, because really, in my spare time at lockdown, what am I doing? I will tell you what I'm doing. Weird things. In my spare time, what I'm doing is trying to soften my feet you know i mean is that something that people are doing out there i don't know but that's something i've got into a wee bit more beauty about my face as well you know i've got some beard balm i've got some anti-aging creams coming in i've got my feet rub you know i've got i've got all the shit that otherwise i wouldn't do because i'm just stuck in the house and looking for things to do you know so it's busy my day is just watching Working, watching the child, and then in the evenings watching 90 Day Fiancé and ordering stuff on Amazon. And I say stuff, I should say shit, because that is primarily what I've been ordering on Amazon. Just loads of shit. Just there is, is shit coming into this house. Like, you're probably going, Dave, you probably haven't bought that much yet. Yes, I have. Like, for example, this week, I got this notion whenever the sun was here, you know, I got the notion that, you know what? Of an evening, the nights are going to be drawn out. They're going to be, they're going to be brighter. You know, the nights are going to be brighter. We'll be in the garden more. Barbecues are coming. Barbecues are coming. You know that'll happen. So I'll spend more time in the garden. I think whenever my the FLW, the frontline worker, my wife, she's coming back from work. She can get home, get her COVID clothes off, get them fucking washing machine, have a quick shower, come down, bit of dinner. Then we'll be like, oh, I've loads of bright nights to enjoy so why don't we um do what family should do and compete against each other in the garden now obviously if it was some sort of fighting type type event if it was like mixed martial arts boxing or just maybe even kicking you know even if it was just like not even like head kicks or but just like just kick feet on feet kicking like shin kicks i would win you know because i am much i'm much bigger than my wife i'm much stronger than my wife i'm much more um athletic here's the thing a lot of people don't know about me i'm very nimble for a man of my size i'm very um i'm almost like the t1000 from the terminator you know he has the ability to go from human form into liquid i'm kind of like that's how fluid my movement is i can just go from one minute just looking like this big sturdy guy to next you're like oh my god is that a waterfall and you're like, nah, baby, that ain't no waterfall. That's just Davy boy, you know? And then she can just come at me and I'm just shimmying out of the way. And it's like, where does his flexibility come? How come he's got on his body frame, there's, there's so much fat, there's so much 
muscle is just skin in general and then like it's, it's a thick trunk but yet how can that trunk you know plie in such a way that it moves that way how can the bones the muscle the fat contort to make it look as though it's liquid people don't know i'm i am effectively a phenom and that's what would make me impossible to defeat in terms of physical attack um, by my wife. So if we were to fight in the garden, it would be unfair. Also, she's pregnant, so I mean, that would also hinder her. Now, you probably should look at it. She's got extra weight behind her, so that probably should help her if she does connect with a punch. But whenever you're fighting the water boy, you know, whenever you're fighting the human waterfall, you, you can't deal with it. You just hit and you're like, oh my God, how is my fist? gone through that water like it's like that and i'm like that's not just water that's my fat but you don't don't mention that's 90 percent water anyway don't worry we're moving we're jigging we never stay still you know what i mean you can never get behind a waterfall even though you can't but you, you know what i'm saying you can't win in a fighting format so i thought we can't fight it's unfair we need to get another game for the garden football nah rugby nah running no tennis no badminton no Patonk, yes. So I went on Amazon.com and ordered some patonk balls. For those of you that don't know what patonk balls are, they are like bulls, which are like the French equivalent of lawn bowls, except instead of on a lawn and saying bowls, you're on the sand and you call it bull. So I thought, you know what, this could be fun. It's not too physically taxing. It's a game we can play. Again, I'm stuck in this house by myself. I'm here all day with a two-year-old, so that I, again, it's unfair. Yes, she, to be fair, is more flexible and nimble on her feet than I am, but I'm quite literally, probably, let me see, wait, you be? I'm about 12 times her weight, let's just say, right? So, again, unfair. So I just thought, you know, we, we, can, we can compete in a game of motor skills, patonk. So I got those, they arrived, I'm feeling good. And then as soon as my patonk arrived, so did the fucking gale force winds and rain. Now, I know Barra best. You know, I, if I wanted, I just ring him up and say, hey man, the fuck you playing at? Now, I did complain to him last week that there was too much sun. Now, is that the complaint? Of an older gentleman, yes. Now, look, if you see my skin now, you would know the big man is in need of his anti-aging cream because I am so tanned. I'm out in that sun all the time that it was here. I sucked all the tan into my skin. I absorbed so much vitamin D that I do look, in many respects, like I am an actual tree. I'm that sort of bronzed, sort of oak finish. You know, I kind of, I'm actually not. I'm more of a redwood finish but uh, you know i'm looking at myself and, and i've enjoyed the sun but unfortunately not all things take the sun as well as my arms and one of the things that don't take the sun as well as my arms is my lawn right my garden so i said to barra baza listen my friend get yourself in the your wee fucking weather studio and put the co whatever coordinates you need to put in this supercomputer and make fucking rain because my grass needs it. My grass is barren. It's like the Sarah and Getty. I don't know who Sarah and Getty is or why they've called the Plains of Africa after Sarah and Getty. But whatever it happens, I don't want my back garden looking like this bitch. I want my garden to be a plush meadow. I want my garden to be like the Garden of Eden except the Garden of Dave. You know what I'm saying? And whenever you eat stuff that a snake gives you from a tree... In my garden, it's all gravy, baby. You know what I mean? That's, you know, 
I never really got that Bible story. You know, I feel like I feel like it's been a mug off there. Obviously, the devil primarily throughout history, not a sound guy, or so it's perceived. You know what? Maybe God and the devil are prime examples of why you shouldn't always believe everything you read, you know what I'm saying? And you should also bear in mind about perception and reality on things because I think, and I could be wrong because I'm not a theologist here, but I think our boy, the Geo single D, has murked more people than the devil, I think. The devil's killed like one dude in his time, which again, if you kill one person, you're a bad guy. You know, I think there should be, I think if you kill one person, Still way but worse person than if you don't kill any people. So that's still bad. But I think our man, the Geo Single D, has dropped off thousands, you know, with his plagues. Like, other things he does. Like, I mean, God, in many respects, has a similar kind of approach that I have to parenting. You know what I mean? I'll give you a chance. But if you fuck him, he'll mug you off. Like, for example, when our boy Moses is walking across the sea... He's like, right, I'll keep the waves open for you, Moses. But see those Romans? Fuck them. And quite literally, let Moses get the other side. And he's like, all right, ocean all over you. You know? Ocean's no heaven. That's what he's saying, because he kills them. Not, you know, he kills them. They all go into hell, those nasty Romans. But in reality, God didn't need to do that. He let Moses and the, and the slaves get out, and he just fucking killed all that army and I mean that's going to be costly whoever is the boss of that army is going to be costing um, he's going to be accounting the costs of of soldiers passing also all the equipment the the livestock that again I don't know why they always do that in the bible why do they always bring loads of their shit with it why don't they just bring the soldiers no weapons do business go home why do they always bring like fucking goats and horses and all this shit with them. It's like, you know what? It's like me going down to take care of some business. It's like me going to do a gig in Belfast. It's like me going to do a show. I'm bringing with me all my best gear, bringing my car with it. I'm like, I'm just going to bring all my booze. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to pack my fridge on that as well. It'll come too. I'll bring, I, I'm not going to bring my family because fuck that. They don't go to war me. What else could I bring? I'm going to bring, I'll bring my freezer too. I'll do that and all the milk I can get my hands on and, and, a supply of fresh water you know I'll bring that I'll get like one of those office coolers bring that with me and then if you have an accident you lose a lot of shit so why are these guys bringing foil with them why are they bringing livestock don't because God just mugs you off throws the sea on top of you and doesn't think about the person back home in Rome doing the fucking stock take being like oh no we hit the way more chariots than that and now we had another fucking chariot I don't believe it I don't fucking believe it why did he have to bring all his golden armor with him? Because we don't have any left. Uh, I mean, obviously this particular man was from back in the biblical times where accents weren't set. You know, this is another thing people probably don't know. Again, how I know it from not being a theological guy. Who knows? But what I'm saying is people in those days, there were no boundaries. There were no countries. There were just places. You know, it was just the Middle East, the West, the North, and then down below. That's all there was, you know, whatever. So accents travel, but imagine him in the stockroom, counting the shields, counting the body armor, counting the helmets, counting the fucking chickens. He's probably going, why did they bring the chickens? It's like, you know, the Campbell, why do you, do, why do you bring the chickens? Gordon, why do you bring the chickens? What do you do with the chickens? Fred, why are you bringing the fucking chickens? Why do you bring the fucking chickens, Fred? 
You know what I mean? He's raging. You know? And I got to this from <laughs> just talking about a little spot of rain. So yes, my point being, rewind, rewind. Barr's brought the rain. He's making my garden sweet, luscious grass. But in the same time, I can't get out to play my patong. So again, I've been stuck in the house the last three days. And I do feel as though I'm getting a wee dose of cabin fever. You know, I do feel that a bit. Um, I actually got forced to go out of my house today by my wife when she got home from work. She was like, uh, why don't you just... She, she goes, yeah, I mean, she goes, I've had enough. Just leave. Now, I mean, interpret that how you want. I've had enough of you. Get out of this house. Fucking don't come back. And I was like, all right, are we sp-? and she's just leave, get out, get out. Bring the fridges, bring the freezers, bring some file with you, just fucking go and drown. And, this, and she didn't tell me to do that. She just said, you need to get out of the house. You need to go and just try to clear your head a bit because you've been stuck in here. Again, she's always the one that points my folly out to me. She's always the one that, like, whenever I was struggling a bit after, after Holly was born and I was just in a bit of a rut, you know, I wasn't going to the gym. I was I was depressed. Let's be fair. I was suffering from a little bit of depression. You know, I I moved house, had a firstborn kid, had a married marriage to plan. You know, wedding, not a marriage. That's an odd way to put that. I'm a strange guy. I apologize. So everyone's just getting on top of me. And I remember one day she came into the house, and I was just sitting in a pair of sweatpants and a t-shirt, which was actually the hat trick, um, of days that I had been wearing that ensemble. And she just said to me, what's wrong with you? I was like, what do you mean? She goes, why are you sitting there? And I was like, bitch, can a man not chill? She went, yeah, you can chill, but quite literally the sofa is permanently damaged from your arse being on it consecutively for three days. You're wearing the same clothes. You smell like falafel. Can you just get yourself up and sort of... And I just hadn't realised, I'm, 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 this is what being depressed is, I had this weird fear of going to the gym, like, the thought of it was giving me, like, full-scale anxiety, like, I just cannot go, and I was, I was nearly getting to the point where, like, I, I was, like, physically <sighs> agitated about trying to tell her, stop fucking making me try and do this, and that was kind of the thing that made me go, right, I go and have a wee chit-chat with the doctor about it, best thing I ever did, you know, that was the best thing I'd ever done because I never actually faced these issues head on before glad I did that and from that particular moment a couple of years ago I've been able to better understand when I'm starting to feel shit and what triggers that and on the flip side of that what helps me sort of shake myself out of it and thank goodness touch wood there hasn't been too many down days in general through lockdown or through life in general and today was just one of those days where it was a bit down. A couple of days in a row in the house. Again, bad weather. As much as I love love Holly, hard to have her full time when you're trying to do other things. It's difficult, you know. But everyone's going through difficulties at these times. So you have to try and cope. So I went out for a little drive. Just a wee scoot around the, the area we live. You know, not, not far. Just got out, bit of fresh air. Again, couldn't go for a walk because it was raining. And came back and I felt much better. I was so lethargic and knackered as well. That was the thing too. I know you guys know I've been getting getting back onto my bike and training and stuff. But the last couple of days I've just been 
feeling shit and tired and sore and like lightheaded and just just not feeling myself. So that particular, that little half hour out of the house worked wonders, you know. Again, I would give almost my left bollock at this stage to um, be allowed to let my, my, to just see my folks, you know, just see them, have a chat with them, sit in their house, have my mum make me a cup of tea, wee things like that, you know, just let my daughter run around in their house and then even be like, listen, I need to go home and get a bit of writing done here of some deadlines, can you look after? You know, can't do that. I would give my left bollock for that, but I still am acutely aware that me and being selfish and wanting that help would, could potentially infect my older parents. You know what I mean? Could it, and if my mum were to get the coronavirus, she'd be night-night, see you later. You know, she, it just wouldn't do well. So I know I still have to, you know, hold back on that. But at the same time, it's really making me want to fucking go nuts. And see, this is what happens when I see people having house parties all my days. When they're mi- mixing houses together. Because they're bo- this is the thing. People are taking the decision themselves to go to these house parties, to go to these massive gatherings. And it's not allowed, it's not being cleared, it's stupid and it's selfish. And if it causes a second wave of this, we'll be locked down for even longer. And I'll lose my rack even more. And the thing about it is too, my hair at this point is, it's the worst, the worst thing I've ever seen. And you think about 2020, you think how terrible a year it's been, how some of the worst things that have ever happened in history have happened. And my hair is the worst thing that's ever been seen. Um, if any of you guys have seen the film Napoleon Dynamite, you know a character now, Pedro. He just ends up shaving his head, and they're like, "Hey, Pedro, what? Pedro, why have you shaved your hair?" He's like, "I was so warm. I was in the sun, and my hair was so itchy. I had to cut it off." Oh, you're such a fucking idiot, God. And that's how I feel like I need to shave my head. But I'm so stubborn, I'm riding on the hair train. So I've just figured that when this is all over, I'll go back to my normal haircut. I'll never have hair this long again. So I'm just letting this ride out until the end of lockdown. Hopefully, I'll have Hulk Hogan-style hair by the end of it. Brother! And that'll be something to behold that otherwise would never grow because I think my wife would would physically try to lift me. Again, couldn't catch me because I'm like a waterfall. Try and lift me and bring me to the hairdresser's. You know, maybe she'd recruit a Roman army to try and, like, get me in a chariot and bring me down. I don't know what she'd do, but she'd force me to get a haircut. So, again, my stubbornness is trying to hold on to this hair, but at the same time, it's annoying me. But, again, this is part of me. I'm a stubborn person. I'm a mule, and I'm not going to let it go. So, my point of this particular rant is, guys, please do not be having parties. If you're going to go to visit people, stay socially distanced. Stay in the garden. Keep washing your hands. Keep washing your fucking boss. <laughs> Keep washing your fucking boss. Nobody out there needs a motherfucking dirty boss. <laughs> so, and just wait until things are restricted. Hope It'll hopefully be sooner if people stop fucking it. And see if you're a teenager. I mean, just fuck you. You know, just, I just mean that, you know. I think this is one of the things that I remember growing up always telling myself, I'll never be one of those naff old guys. I'll always be hip and cool. But there comes a point where you have to become a naff old guy. You have to start being bitter. You have to start disliking younger generations. You know, and I do. I openly admit it now. Like, I honestly admit I see some kids, some teenagers, 
when I'm out and about. And I look at them and I think, I would love to get out of my car and fucking knock all you guys out. You know, if I could, I would just, you know, let you guys, you know, I would get the the, the geo single D to shut the ocean on a lot of these guys because that's what we're dealing with. And see, when I saw these guys at Bally Home in Crawfordsburg this week, oh my goodness, I had to do a lot to not go John Wick on them. You know, obviously, I couldn't leave Holly in the house by herself. That that's beyond. That's obvious. But oh my, oh my days! You know, when I saw that, I was like, oh, you know. And then again, this is what I find. My wife does nearly every day. Shouts at me for being angry. That's an old man thing. See, when you're just sitting, like you're sitting with your elbow leaning against the fridge because you're you're annoyed. There's nothing in there that you want, and your hands in your head, and you're going, oh. And she's going, what's wrong with you now? And then you turn around and go to her fucking litter at Helens Bay Beach. She goes, oh, you need to get a life. And I go, oh no, it's fucking got to me. I'm taking a bird. Why? A, are you idiots breaching lockdown? Why? B, are you leaving a mess? You know, I'm. I don't want to be a grumpy old man at 33. But the fact of the matter is, I am. I don't even know what I've been talking about here. This has been half an hour of just off the top of my head stupidity. This could be anything. But, you know, we have to do things in this world. We have to be teams. And there's no one I love in my team more and the sponsor of the podcast, Modest Beer. As you guys know, the Sly Guy podcast is brought to you in association with Modest Beer. Modest are a little independent brewery, grafting, grafting. They're grafting and they're crafting. They're in there grafting. Like, like you look at the Modest Brewery, it is modest in many respects, but those guys are grafting like they're El Santa Claus's elves. You know, that's the Spanish for just Santa Claus's elves. El Santa Claus, his elves. They're just grafting and crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers. And not only that, they had a couple of beers to begin with, you know that. But you know what, they're in lockdown, they go, you know what, fuck this, we're dropping more beers. What do the people need? Beer. When do they need it? Now. So Modest have dropped another beer, a nice or aromatic double dry hopped pale ale. Is that enough for you? Nish, nish. You're getting a strata pale ale as well, which is just delicious. It's almost, it's almost got that, mmm, delicious pale ale flavour with a wee taste of passion fruit to it and everybody needs a bit more passion in their lives especially in lockdown and if you're looking to get yourself hooked up with some of that sweet modest shit you can get it from the vineyard which delivers anywhere in Northern Ireland you can get it from Bottle the Boot Neil's Wines Grange Wine Merchants and Alexander's in Hollywood do delivery also if you go on the KWM Wines website check that shit out but hey you don't need me to tell you that you need the modest guys to tell you that. So if you want to get in touch with, with Modest Beer, check them out on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Modest Beer, or go to their website www.modestbeer.co.uk to find out more. I actually love Modest Beer right now. You know, that's another thing. <laughs> I'm going to give off again. Please just wait until you can get pint glasses. You know, pints in glasses. None of these cups. None of this. You know, nah. Just go to the office. Yeah, go to the office. Go to the office. Get three liters of Frosty Jack. Go and sit in a room by yourself. Get a straw, a plastic one. None of these fucking shitty paper jobbies at McDonald's are firing out. And party shoot three liters of cider. And then make sure you have a wee basin beside you. But then 
just lie back and just let yourself go on a psychedelic trip. Forget the troubles of the world in 2020. Party shit three liters of Frosty Jacks and then just, hey, go into the third dimension and just let it all out. You know, have a have a good, good time. And speaking of good times, you know what gives me a good time? Whenever I see the people have rated and reviewed my podcast, I love it. And they've got a new uh, review over on Apple Podcasts this week, and it's from Corey McCacken. And he said, this is the best podcast in NI. And you know what? I appreciate that, my friend, because there's some stiff competition. But in your opinion, that means something. I said it last week in the podcast. I think this is the most underrated podcast in Northern Ireland. I stand by it because I just need more ears listening to it because some good shit. Maybe is it a comedian having a nice time? Sometimes is a comedian possibly losing his mind the whole time? Hey, it is what it is. But Corey said, I look forward to Dave's podcast more than any others I listen to. Consistently hilarious and bringing brilliantly, or no, and brilliantly hosted by a genuine sly guy. So it's a compliment there. It's a bit of an oxymoron. He's saying this is brilliantly hosted by a sly guy, a genuine sly guy. So I'm not a nice person, but I appreciate that. I only heard about this podcast a couple of months ago, so it's great to be able to go back through all the previous episodes. There you have it. You know, that's what you need to do. And you know what you need to do? We need to start spreading the podcast and not the virus. You know what I mean? If you think to yourself, shit, if I go out in public, I could potentially be spreading this virus. I could be out there, you know, spreading coronavirus. But instead, you just stay in your house and maybe you know, send my podcast to two people. Why don't you do that, listeners? Be like, here, check this out. And then I'd tell them, here, tag it and send it to two more. Keep spreading and spreading until everyone's infected with slyness. That's what you need to do. I think that's what people, the people want and the people need. Um, So I would just be going completely for that. And I totally recommend just do that too. So keep spreading the podcast, but not the coronavirus, please. And even if you can't, say for some reason you don't have an app access to Apple Podcasts. Now, I know some people are weird. I know that. That's that's the way of the world. Some people are weird people and don't have Apple products. Like, you know, my folks, they don't, but whatever. And you know who else does not have access to Apple Podcasts? That's my man, Connor O'Toole. But yeah, Connor still does a review of the podcast to me. You know, that's what I like. He's like, listen, I can't tell the world about this podcast but I can tell you and this is what he has said hey Dave I cannot review this on Apple Podcasts and I assume that's because he doesn't have Apple Podcasts or maybe he just has some sort of real bad history with Steve Jobs that he just doesn't want to come out with Um, but consider this a five star not four like that girl last week yeah it was the weirdest ever like a glowing review then four stars you know what I was going to say bend your dick around, fuck yourself in the arse, but your girl, you don't have a dick. You know, just pull your clit off and chew it like chewing gum. I know that's gross. I shouldn't have said that. But it gets me through the first day of the working week. Also listened back to an old boy town episode yesterday and stumbled across the get away from me, Pritchard episode. Feel like that should have driven, or feel like I should have driven to Barnard Castle to test the the eyesight afterwards because I was lit crying with laughter. On the way home from Hell's Bay, quality stuff. Cheers for all the bespoke laughs. Now I appreciate that, Connor. And the thing about that is, that particular story about Pritchard um, was 
it's it's something that I need to make in the stand up. It's one of the funniest moments of my life. If any of you guys hadn't heard this, I'm gonna quickly explain this. We were on my stag do. It was uh, just a great time. We're in Lisbon in Portugal. Great time. We're all out. It's very open in uh, well was in Portugal in those days. You know a lot of bars. Facing out on the street, very much carnival atmosphere. People were mingling, chatting, good time. Me and the boys were on the pints. It's good time. Lose one of our mates. Where's he gone? Oh, he's over chatting to this fella. No problem. Brings this guy over. Now, this guy, we're all kind of like 30-year-old guys. This guy, probably in his mid-50s. And I mean, listen, we're all open to meeting new people. We're not going to judge people based on their age or anything like that. We just... Judge people based on how they treat us. That's what we're all about here, you know. And this guy comes over. He's chatting away. My mate Maka befriends him. He's like, oh, guy's got to see this guy Richard. He's really sad to be chatting away to him. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Nice to meet you, Richard. And, he, and and again, you just get a wee odd feeling about somebody being like, you know, why? You know, what's this guy? You know, what's he about? And then it just as I, as I was listening to Richard, I just remember sort of like looking down to just like, you know, this this like area which caught my eye, um, and as I looked down, I realised that his trousers um were were quite low, and he had no underwear on, and I don't know if he had shoes on either, and the the crest of his penis, the the butt, the the root where the the dick joins the pubis area, was just out, so you could see the top of his dick, and to be fair, quite neat pubes. So again, that sort of put me off guard. It's like this guy definitely looks like. He is, uh, you know, sans Le Homestead. He looked like a kind of guy that may may or may not, you know, live in the street. And I just find it a bit weird that of all the things you're going to prioritise with <laughs> living rough is trimming your pubes. You know, maybe that's just a wee quirk. Maybe that's just part of his OCD. I don't know. But the guy had very neat pubes. I know stereotypically you assume homeless people got bushes. Not Richard. Right, that's fine. So... As I sort of pointed that out to a few mates, we just started noticing this guy Richard was a pretty odd guy. And it was strange that my mate Mac had befriended him. And then Richard was kind of like just always like trying to hang on with us and just get free drinks and stuff. So I was like, ah, maybe the best... I don't know why it sounded like that. But the best thing we probably do with this guy is, you know, ditch him. So I, I, I call a call of plans. Like, right, you know, we need to get rid of this guy, Richard. We don't know what his story is. It's weird. You know, he looks like he's a homeless man, but yet he quite clearly has access to blades because those pubes... Mm. I mean, like, if, if my garden looked like his pubes, I'd be the light of man, right? So that was all fine. So we said, we need to ditch him. So we went on. A few other bars. All fine. Forgot about Richard. Had a bloody merry time. Then decided towards the end of the night, listen, guys, we're going to head back to the hotel. That's fine. We're all on the way back. And then I just stupidly noticed this dude lying sleeping against the shutter. And I just so happened to notice a very neatly shaved pubic area on the base of a cock. And I was like, is that Richard? And then for some stupid reason, I said to Maka, Maka, is that Richard over there? And he was like, Richard. And just ran across the street to check if Richard was all right. And Richard, you know, let's just say he kind of just bedded down for the night. But Maka was like, Richard, you got to come back. We're having a party. And I was like, no, we've ditched him. We don't want him back. And... As we were walking towards the house, we realised Richard has obviously had a few more drinks. Maybe something else other than alcohol. And I mean, I'm not talking coke, I'm not talking weed. I'm thinking Richard was very possibly shooting heroin. 
you know, who am I to who am I to slander the guy? But I'm gonna say, I think Richard. Let you know what <laughs> Richard's name should be Richard Gear because that's you know not the actor but the the homeless man with the shaved pubes who takes heroin for banter. That's him, Richard Gear. Okay, so <laughs> so that's fine. He's on the way back, and, and then all the rest of the guys are like, what the fuck is Richard doing back here? Maca, you need to ditch him. And Maca, for some reason, had this bond with him that was like, I've never seen two people bond like that. You know, and it was weird. So we, we had to just step up and ruin the fun and say, Maca, we cannot bring him back here. He can't be in this in in the hostel with us. And I say I said hotel earlier. It was, it was basically, again, I don't know how he got this. It was a hostel. But no one had been in it for years. I mean, maybe we just were squatting, but we had just the full hostel to ourselves, and it was kind of like just a, a, a suite of a hotel. So we had kind of Richard in there. Lord knows what he's going to do. He could steal all our monies, you know. I, th- I think he was he was maybe into that. I also sort of thought he might kind of be interested in having sex with us, maybe with or without us agreeing to it, you know. And I didn't know what kind of gear Richard Gear would have in his pockets that maybe could have made us go night night real quick, you know. So I just wasn't comfortable with this guy. I didn't know being in the hostel with us. So right, right, you need to ditch him. So then we get into the street where the hostel's on. Like we just had to walk up this big hill to get to it. And Mac just had to had to stop and tell Richard no. I mean, I was trying to tell the story quickly, but you can't. So Mac had to stop the end of the street. And it was one of the weirdest conversations I've ever overheard. He was like, Richard, I don't know why his voice went like this. Richard, I want you to come back, but they won't let me. Richard, I want you, but I can't have you. And he was like, but Mac, I want to come. And he goes, I want you to come too, Richard, but you can't do it. They won't let me. My mom won't let me see you, Richard. Get away from me, bitcher, but follow me. And he's like, well, you're, you're giving me mixed signals. I'm off my fucking coupon on gear here. Can you tell me I'm a coming or I'm a going? Go, Richard, leave, run away, never come back towards me again. But also I'll leave my window open with my hair hanging out. And now bear in mind, my mate Mac is a football guy. So, I mean, it would have to be his pubes because unlike Richard, unlike Bitchard, Maca has long, straight... <laughs> Dark pubes. <laughs> so that interchange is like, get away from me, Pritchard, but follow me. <laughs> you know, like some sort of 1950s Hollywood um, love story. I can't be with you. You're an awful person, but my heart flutters only for you. And the guy's like, hey, well, I don't know. Do you want to be with me or do you want to be without me? And it's like, I don't want to be with you, but I have to be with you. It's like, I don't know what you're trying to say to me, doll. I'm saying, fuck off, but come here. And it was just this strangest combo. And then we got back into the hostel. Maca just sat by the window, just look, <laughs> just looking out and drinking a cold beer by himself. And like, you all right, mate? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm grand, but in his head, well, he's going, no, you fucking fuckers, ruin my fucking only chance of true fucking love with Pritchard. <laughs> so, you know, where's Pritchard in the world now? Where's Bitchard? Um, is he here? Is he there? You know, I'd imagine probably dead of an extremely uh, toxic concoction in his body. Because listen, Pr- Pritchard, he's a party boy. He puts the party above all else, you know, apart from shaving his pubes. He puts the party above 
his his homestead. He puts it above everything, family, whatever. Fuck that. As long as I've got my gear and my Mac Three, I'm popping, brother. You know. So that that was it. But that was a very enjoyable point to bring that up. And I haven't even answered questions yet. Oh she. Anyway, let's just fire through these questions because we're already at the forty-five minute mark, and I know you guys only have a forty-five minute window to listen to this shit. Anyway, Volcano Jenkins, Evening Dave, I believe you've been watching Ninety Day Fiance, correct? Um, please, can we have your thoughts on Big Ed? I reckon with Paul Stafford's help, you could replicate Ed's receding, slick back, rat tail look. Well, let me point something out to you, Mister Magma. I'm such a dad. Hey, Mr. Magma. My hair is not as sweet as Big Ed's. My hair will never be dyed, and I'm balder than Big Ed. I've got the the long Zinedine Zidane. It's not a good look. However, with my new friend, Paul Stafford, anything's possible. That being said, Mikey, my personal stylist, will never be sacked. He'll be with me. He's ride or die. You know, we're there forever together, me and Mikey. So, unfortunately, the mod father... Paul Stafford won't be able to do to cut my hair. That being said, it should say, guys, you need to listen to this week's Boytown podcast. Or last week, sorry. It was 10 out of 10. We uh, got celebrity hairdresser Paul Stafford on to talk about his cyberbullying at the hands of Shane and Tweetback. So I strongly recommend you listen. It was one of the most fun I've had in the podcast. Apart from this one, this has kind of become, for me thinking of fuck all to talk about, this has become... A great episode, I think. I could be wrong. I could be just deluded and losing my mind stuck in this house. But hey, up to you guys to decide. But if you do like it, fucking share it and say it's funny on your Instagram stories. I loved it this week when all you guys were sharing stuff and it was spreading the word. The listens are going up. Just keep that going, guys. you got to spread this podcast like it's the COVID. But don't spread the COVID because that's just stupid. Alright, fucking... Instagram stories, retweets, just get the fucking podcast out there and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever the hell else you can review it on, please. Five stars only. Don't be like that girl, four stars. Her finger slipped. There's no way she meant to fuck that. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to maybe just do do a, a boy town. That's why I haven't really spoken about 90 Day Fiance because I'm going to just talk about it on boy town because we both watch it. So that'll be better for that. But I mean, don't like Big Ed. He's a rude guy with a weird neck. <laughs> Nathan Concilia. Hey Dave, do aliens exist? And if so, how many are of them are street pastors in Bangor? Um, hanging out outside Spice Island um, handing out t- uh, foil ponchos and strange potions. Very weird. I mean, See, to be honest with you, Nathan, I've not been able to just kick about banger as I used to do, you know, go from wee walks and stuff, because I'm scared of the, the virus, so I haven't actually seen these guys, but I'll be sure to take a wee jaunt out over the weekend, because again, shock horror, the main breadwinner's out in the streets, well, I was going to say out in the streets working, no, my wife's not a prostitute, she's in the hospital, frontline services, maybe she is a prostitute, and I don't know, but hey, whatever puts pork on the table on a Sunday, that's what I say, Um. But I'll definitely go and keep my eyes out for that. Um, but it's definitely sounding very weird. And I mean, those strange potions could be fake hand sanitizer. I'm not getting involved in that again after all the fucking abuse I've got over the years about that. V-Dub, boy, how many spies did you decapitate last week at Bally Home in Crawfordsburn? Listen, my man, don't get me popping again. I've spoken about it once. I've come down a level. I'm looking at my Fitbit here. My heart rate's pretty steady. It's only at 185 BPM, my friend. I don't want to go up to 190 because that would be high. Um, But I, I swear, it's going to have to... I. It's getting to the stage where, like, 
the king of the mountain nearly descended and went down to buy home to try and fucking split these people up. Because they won't listen to police. They won't listen to head mistresses. They may listen to the king of the mountain. They would listen to the king of the mountain because I'd bring a sword down and either I'd be lifted by the police as a madman with a sword or they would disperse. We'll find out. John Joe Flood, just wanting a bit of an update on the physique, guys. Lifestyle, please, Papa Bear. Well, as I said, I've had a couple of bad days there, but my mind is in a good place. This podcast has helped get some of that ugh, out of me, and I know tomorrow I'm not working. It's the weekend. I'm off. I can get um, use the window. Here's the thing. The most important hours of my day are the two hours holly naps in the afternoon. If I have a busy day at work, I have just loads of work to do. If it's the weekend... Papa gets exercising, gets back in the health train, so I'll be back on it again tomorrow, having a great time. Davy Witt, oh hi, oh hi Dave, with the money toad soon to become a dad, what kind of dad do you think he'll be? And will you be dropping some major dad knowledge on him? Gracias, here's the thing, um, he's talking about Shane, my my life partner. Um, I, I think he will be a very loving father, but I also think he has zero common sense you know this is the man that detests the temperature of chicken licks it with his tongue and then serves it to people you know that's the level of weirdness this guy has also guy that only washes in cold water i mean kill germs you know kill germs during coronavirus guy so lord knows what here's the thing he's the master of 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 like made up half-assed Chinese whispers like he will hear a fact which has just been told probably to him in jest and he'll go the people will be like oh do you know you actually don't need to put petrol in your car if you just actually you know siphon down the contents you know almost like make it into a pipette the the contents of your compost bin you know just the wee the wee bag you put in your bin for all like the food if you just kind of cut the end of that and then squeeze that into your tank that's all you need because it it processes and becomes petrol he'd probably actually try to do it so i worry about what sort of hacks and things he might come across about parenting he might be like oh you know if you actually do you know kids hibernate and i'll be like sorry what yeah you know when it gets to to the winter time they just go to sleep and they stay asleep from um september right the way through until april and i'd be like no you can't just put a child in a room for that length length oh no no i heard it on uh i heard it actually on um one of the premier league uh, gossip sites i'm like yeah well you know don't do that so i think you'll have a lot of love for the kid but i do think he will struggle with just how difficult it is this is the thing see with kids you love them. They're the best thing in the world. But by fuck the knackery. They're hard. You need to figure it out. You need to do a routine. But again, I'm not one of these people that are going to go, you have to do this. You have to do that. Figure it out yourself. Get yourself right in your own head and sort it. Providing you, you, you love the kid and you're not a violent or abusive person, I'm all for you figuring it out. Um, Kyle Shanahan has said, in terms of getting better at stand-up, do you think Belfast is the place to go? I know everyone says Dublin, but I have a similar stance to it in relation to Dublin, that being fuck Dublin. The majority of comedians I see coming from the north all seem to be sharp and at the top of their game. You know what? I just think it's kind of what the scene is here. It's, it's a very almost... Like, the scene I, I found to be in Dublin to be, I would describe as quite woke. You know, it's all that sort of 
sense of humor and all very correct and you can't be offended and you have to be you know whereas here we have sort of of just a bit of a rough kind of just say whatever you like and if it's funny kind of thing and i think it's a strange vibe up here but it's great you know obviously the comedy scene in, in belfast has come a long way and it's really going well at the minute and i i, I love it that's the thing i feel real strongly about i love are seen here and i just think that there are more clubs opening there are more opportunities and the acts that we actually have are really good so it does push people to work harder again i think whatever scene you're in the simple thing you need to try to do is be as good as you can and if you're as good as you can and you're good you'll rise to the top baby you know i'm sorry i called you baby it's condescending but you know what i'm saying you just work hard you get there because that's the thing i say i see about a lot of comedians here the difference between the comedians who are doing well and getting things or work ethic. Now, there are a few that get through the net who are lazy bastards, but just fucking, they could fall in to a flipping vat of shit and come out, you know, licking Carmen Electra's hole. You know, that's kind of the way some guys go. But at, at the end of the day, I think everybody who, you know, everybody has the, the, the ability to be funny who's already a comedian. But what takes you? Because there's guys I know who've been, who when I started, when I first did stand-up, I was so shit. Like, I should not have done it. But then I knew in my head, I, I can do it. I haven't figured it out yet, but I know I can do it. I know I'm funny, and I know I'll get better. So I worked at it. I worked hard. I wrote. I gigged as much as I could. And very soon, I became pretty good. And I just thought to the point, you know what? There are people when I started who were headlining and haven't progressed. And I've kind of gone up and passed them and stuff like that. And that's only because I work hard. I think that's down to the fact that I want to achieve in it, you know? To me, I have the mindset of comedy that's not a... Like, some people do it solely for a hobby. But I don't enjoy it that much to do it as a hobby. I think if you're going to put all the man hours in to working and writing and honing, you need to be getting something back, you know. And and for me, my main love in life is my family. So if I'm at any free time, why would I be wanting to spend my free time out doing stand-up if it wasn't bringing something back for it? Do you know what I mean? I absolutely love stand-up, don't get me wrong, but... In terms of just my free time, because I'm so busy at the minute, any free time I have, I want it to be with my family rather than just out drinking in a bar, listening to the same acts that I've seen. You know what I mean? It's like you need to you need to have a push in yourself. You need to have something in your head to say, this is where I want to go and this is the route that I'm taking for. And if that's going to be in Dublin, you do that. If you figure out your sense of humour doesn't work in Dublin, but you know you're a good comic, maybe go elsewhere. But this is the thing, see now. Nothing's stopping you from gigging once or twice, you know, a month in other places, you know, go to, come up to Belfast, you know, go across the water, go to London, go to go to Glasgow, you know, gig about the place, Liverpool, whatever, just, you know, go, go and do as much comedy as you can in different scenes and you'll find your place, that's what I would say, but again, also, ultimately, above all else, fuck Dublin, Craig Walker said, hey Dave, I don't have a question for you this week, but I just have uh, a question for the listeners, oh I, um, why haven't you subscribed to Sly Guy uh, podcast Patreon? You get premium VIP access to Papa Chief, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, guys, I mean, Craig, you didn't have to come on and say that, but you are a Patreon, so you have every right to come on and say what you want, my friend. And what you've said is true. You know, guys, get over to my Patreon. There's an extra podcast every week. I answer questions more honestly with a bit more insider information. So you ask me what you want, you'll get an answer in some form. 
you know, more so than this, have to be coexist is for the wider audience. You got to be careful because there's some politicking going on in the world, isn't there? You got to know. Whereas on Patreon, fuck it, you guys pay to, pay to listen. It's only five dollars, which is like three quid or something a month. Get the fuck over there. Listen, ask me any questions, and hear me be really sly. Last question of the day is from Aaron. Will they find a vaccine or not? Or will they or not? Literally, the fuck? Because I'm. What's going on? To fuck and we'll be broke. What? Will they find a vaccine or not literally to fuck? Because this is going to go on to fuck and we'll be broke. Actually answer that because they need a proper night out. Aaron, I think you are making up for not getting out by enjoying some carryouts in the gaff, judging by that question. But I think, listen, there will come a vaccine. They're working on it. It's not going to cure it, but it'll hopefully make it easier and allow us to loosen lockdown. But listen... I was on my day job, Skype meeting today with the flipping, the big boss, and he was basically saying, yeah, we need to amend things, and you're going to be working from home more, and you'll not all be in the office at the same time ever again. So it was like, oh no, maybe things aren't going to go back to normal. So listen, Aaron, you'll eventually get to the pub, but you'll not be able to go by yourself, You'll be, or by with your mates, you'll be there by yourself, it'll just be promoting drinking on your own, which is terrible. You know, we're all going to become alcoholics, and it's terrifying. But you know what I'm saying, guys? Just be a bit more Pritchard. You know, find yourself, find what you love, enjoy gear, enjoy shaving your pubes real tight, and just enjoy being you. You know, just enjoy, just you do you, chick, and all will be grand. But guys, this podcast has come out of nowhere tonight. I thought it was going to be a wee half an hour. I'm just like, fuck this, I'll get it done. I thoroughly enjoyed that, and I'll be back again next week. But hey, if you can't wait the next week, patreon.com forward slash podcast with Dave Elliott get my Wednesday podcast and another previous 14 podcast and some more flipping stand up and some clips I've got a wee short film that I did on there after taster to my uh, sitcom idea daddies which is I'm developing at the minute it's all gravy but it's all on Patreon guys stay safe don't be partying and always remember you know This is the world we live in. Love it and love everyone as equals. Black Lives Matter. Much love. See you next week.